0: This podcast is made possible by an almost generous contribution from Mike Bradner, Injury Attorneys. Hurt and a wreck? What the heck? Call the big guy, Mike Bradner, 504-345-1111. And it's time for another podcast episode of Tell Me What You Really Think with our star, attorney Mike Bradner. I'm Spud McConnell, your host, here to guide you through the complexities of Mike Bradner's thinking process. So let's find out, what does Mike Bradner really think? And we're back with another thrilling episode of the Combination Podcast, Spudcast, and tell me what you really think. I'm Spud, and sitting across from me is Mike Brander, the Wonder Lawyer. Ooh, have you been? In, are you a super lawyer again? Where's your cape? How come you got no cape?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did super lawyer, and then our firm came. Well, we, we came in two years in a row, best in New Orleans, and then for some reason this this year we did uh, where we came in second, um, which you know.
0: Somebody got better commercials than you. Actually, <laughs> I guess so. You write these things yourself too, huh? I do. I do.
1: <laughs> and somebody was complaining about them. They, you know, they're, they're getting a little more serious and they said, no, we like the other ones because like they the- were entertaining. I'm like, I can't win with you guys, you know?
0: No, you can't. You can't win with anybody. Don't, rest assured, I got trolled. You know, they got to the point where they didn't even show me the negative emails at WWL anymore because oh, really? I cussed off so many people. <laughs> but but people come back and go, hey, you know what? At least you tell the truth. Yeah. At least you let somebody else make your point. I mean, 11 years on the radio, I hung up on two people mm-hmm. two. in 11 years.
1: Yeah, you have a lot of patience. Probably more than I do. Well, I, yeah.
0: Well, definitely I, more than I do. Well, I, I should have had more patience with my kids. Maybe they wouldn't <laughs> hate me so much. Uh, but this, <laughs> my kids don't hate me. They just, you know, wish I was a bigger ATM machine. Yeah. So this time, uh, we're talking about uh, this this uh, this lawsuit. Okay. I don't even know the lawyers' names who are bringing this stuff up. Uh, isn't Juan LaFonta one of them? Do you know? Are these foot lawyers, I don't doing? Know who they there's, are. A, there's a there's actually, a there is actually, I
1: do know who they are, but I don't, I don't really want to comment
0: on it. Okay, know. well, I don't want to point out names there. I want to talk about a, a what is this thing and what do you think the outcome is going to be? A class action lawsuit, first off, they are suing on behalf of some citizens, I don't know how many, claiming that Entergy did not do a good job in maintaining their equipment, they knew their equipment was crap when that big tower fell in the river. And then Interject came back and said, "We'll still be able to, to juice you up, even <clears> though, you know, without that." And f- freaking New Orleans got their power back before I did. Right. In Jefferson Parish, and we usually, you know, get get power back fairly quickly. But they started and fixed New Orleans. The French Quarter had power. You know, I'm still hell. The whole city of New Orleans had power, and I was still living off my generator. Yeah, I remember that. So they,
1: New Orleans came back. Uh, Orleans Parish came back a lot quicker than Jefferson. It wasn't Jefferson. It wasn't anybody's
0: fault. It's just. Well, it's it's the way it is. I mean, where's the Jefferson?
1: Power? I, Jefferson is is west, right of yeah. uh, of Orleans, and this thing was more west, and like Kenner yeah. got nailed. Well, you and saw you it's saw like Isaac. Same thing. You saw the
0: uh uh Metairie Bank at the end of Metairie Road by Severne. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got like eight big transformers on top of a pole, and that whole pole broke in half and collapsed yeah. and fell. That's a lot of power to a lot of people, yeah. that that one thing. And I saw a lot of down things. As a matter of fact, when they did finally turn the power on in my neighborhood, about less than 30 seconds later, I heard a big transformer blow. And
1: which tower was it? Was it a tower on the west side of the river or the east side of the river?
0: You know river? what? I don't know. I don't. I think it was on the east side of the river, but I can't I mean, say It really for wouldn't sure. make a difference. Not yeah. really, because it just fell in the river. So there yeah. you go. Uh, but they're, okay, so they're suing. So they're doing a class action suit. I was under the impression that a class action suit evolves from another suit and a class action suit is a federal suit. So I guess I'm wrong because right out of the chute, they have a class action lawsuit against Entergy New Orleans.
1: Um, so Energy New Orleans is a local company. Um,
0: it's affiliated with Entergy <clears throat>
1: Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It, it, it's where it's where it's dom- where the company's mm-hmm. domiciled. I want to say it's domiciled in Louisiana. Um, So you have that there are certain, there are certain, uh, there's certain, uh, federal laws that could possibly kick this up to a federal level, depending upon how many claimants there are. Um, so, uh, you know, you have to, well, they have to be careful. Um, we, we were concerned about this in the hard rock cases, um, which, it didn't happen. but um, So you got to be careful. But the class action is basically what they'll do is they'll have one person, their class representative. And because they have that one person, it allows them to file it. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean everybody wants to file it and everything else. It just means it's one person.
0: You well, I've, I, mean? I mean, I've received those things in the mail like everybody else. Oh, you're a part of the Olive. you know, Madge made you soak your fingernails. I'm sure you got it. a
1: lot of money out of it, too.
0: I don't, I don't even sign up for them. Yeah. Oh, sign up for this and you'll be part of the thing. What am I going to win? 11 cents? I don't don't
1: sign up for either.
0: I don't either. You know, I mean, and I go stuff, it's like, I didn't realize I was part of this. I didn't realize I'd done any of this. Yeah. I don't personally feel wrong. Rest assured, I'm not really a litigious kind of person, but if you screw me on purpose, yeah, I'm going to sue you. Mm -hmm. You know, but I got other things to do with my time otherwise. So to get this thing in the mail and go, you can be part of this class action suit. You know, no. I don't think they tell you, like,
1: how much much you may be entitled to. Yeah. Let's oh, yeah. just say the money's not worth the time. No,
0: if I'm worth, you know, oh, you may get a thousand dollars. All right, I'll fill that out, but your your part of the thing may be, you know, a hundred dollars. I've Man. seen him
1: for like ten or fifteen or fifty dollars. You know,
0: I ain't doing that. All All right. Right, I'll go a grand. I'll go to me a grand would be worth the effort of filling out the paperwork, but even so, I ain't gonna follow it. Yeah, it's, it just depends on what you gotta get. Well, you know, they got some of these lawsuits where I mean, remember that lawsuit in in uh, what was it in the, in the city. Uh, a train, it was like several years. I think it was before I got married, so it's like 30 years ago, something like that. Oh, yeah. Some train thing, and they said, oh, a billion dollars. Everybody's going to get a split up a billion dollars for these two people that were on a train I'm going. Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't think so.
1: I don't, I don't know. The, the, I don't remember. Yeah, that. It,
0: it's a lot. I don't remember all the particulars. I just remember it was a ludicrous amount of money.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and look, they had a class action with the speed cameras, that, that uh, whatever they're called speed red light
0: cameras. Yeah, camera the red light cameras, cameras yeah.
1: That, that worked out well. I mean, it, it can. I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at this, and they got a they got a lot of hurdles to jump through. Um, well, I mean,
0: okay? Let me ask you. Is somebody filing this and using the term class action to be a big scare tactic, so they'll just write a check and make them go away?
1: I mean, that, that could be it. I, we had we had in Hall Rock. We had it, so the other the other reason why they're doing it is to be <clears throat> is to cut off any other any other lawsuits, and if any lawsuits are filed, to incorporate those suits, they bring them in there. Oh, so unless, in other words... If unless they, they opt... Unless that, that whoever brought that suit, the plaintiff, opts out of the class, which is what I would do if they had a good, cla- uh, good claim, you know?
0: Opt um, out of the class Because if they let other people get in...
1: Well, well no, I mean, I mean... Well, that's what I'm if asking. If you individualize it, you're more likely to get more money out of
0: it. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like... An, you does know, a judge determine class action? So in other words, if, if say, a hundred people file a 100 lawsuits that are exactly the same, well, then the other side that's getting sued can go, can we do class action so only fight this one time?
1: So this one applies to businesses, right? Um, Yeah, businesses. And, uh, you know, I'm reading part of it. It says, from the families who have lost a freezer of food to businesses who have been shuttered as a result of power loss in in hard-hit communities, to those with serious injuries or hypothermia-related wrongful death due to the power loss. Um, I mean, let's break that down. They lost freezer food. Well, right? you, live
0: in, you live in Hurricane Central if you don't know to bag your food in the freezer in case the thing's going to, you know.
1: Or put it in an ice chest, maybe? Or put it
0: in an ice chest. Or- I mean,
1: you know you're going to, anybody who, who's ever evacuated from a storm knows that you're going to have a lost power right after. I, I can't tell you one time when people have not lost power. Matter of fact, I've always thought that was a great time to like go to Robert's and stuff because they usually get, get, trying to get rid of their produce or get rid of their food.
0: But, um, <laughs> That's the time to go hit the buffet. Huh? <laughs> Give me them crab legs. Man. Yeah,
1: one, one time I went there and they're like, hey, you want some beer? Like, yeah, sure. But um, uh, So, you know, everybody knows that. I mean, I'm just breaking down what this thing is. A freezer of food, you know you're going to lose power. Um, i think they were saying that food in a refrigerator will last a few hours food in the freezer could last up to 72
0: hours if you don't open it yeah yeah food in a refrigerator i I've, I've we discovered because uh, we ran we we rode out the storm at my brother-in-law's house mm-hmm. my house suffered roof damage but my generator worked like a charm mm-hmm. my brother-in-law's power went out but nothing wrong with his roof so we emptied his fridge and his freezer for him. We threw away a whole bunch of stuff, but as we were opening the fridge, you know, 40 hours after the storm, the stuff in the freezer was still rock hard. Uh the stuff in the in the in the refrigerator was still the milk was still cold enough to drink. Right. So if you're lucky a couple of days and maybe three maybe four or five days in the freezer if you don't touch it.
1: Well, I mean, look, I uh I'd recommend to get in there if you can the day after if you are back way to come like the next day.
0: Well, we went and cleaned out a couple of people's fridges. They told us where the spare key was and we went out and emptied their freezers for them before they got ruined. Yeah, so you know? I mean,
1: you know, I, I I emptied I went to a house and emptied out our refrigerator full of food mm-hmm. and two freezers full of food. Um and I just anything in the refrigerator, I throw away. Some of the stuff in the freezer, I had to throw away too because it had thawed out. You could have brought it to me. I had a generator. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to go into this, but um, if I, it was I, shrimp, I had, I'd I had it. some restrictions. I'll put it uh, that way okay. on when I could do this. But um, you know, so yeah, I, so we looked at that. Right? They've been shuttered a result of power loss in hard-hit communities.
0: The whole city. We were re-
1: so last time we were talking about. New Orleans, Metairie was susceptible to winds that equal a F-1 tornado for, was it somewhere to five, eight hours, something like that. I don't know any equipment that's really, you know, meant to handle that. Um, Especially a lot of these things are up in the air. It's almost like flags. You know what I mean? Um, So you have that. You have hard-hit communities. Um, I don't know any community that's escaped this thing, honestly. Um, in southeast Louisiana and then you have uh, serious injuries or hypothermia related wrongful death due to power loss um, So hypothermia isn't that when
0: that's cold isn't it, or is it just such cold. a it's just such a, a temperature? I'm gonna have to look that up. I know third first said that <laughs> Hypothermia usually means cold yeah, uh, I mean,
1: when you when you in cold water, when you're... Yeah, like people anybody who's seen, Anybody who's seen The Deadliest Catch knows what hypothermia
0: is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, with those with those that they have. Was, uh, uh, yeah. But I guess maybe it means hot, too. I don't know. I don't know, but I don't understand that. Maybe it's hyperthermia and hypothermia. Yeah, I don't know. I need a doctor. I got to look that up.
1: From my understanding, a lot of these deaths were related to uh, generators. so Some that's, of them were. Yeah, so I mean, that...
0: And I can tell you all about generators. Well, I know you can. But okay. I'm just
1: saying, like, <clears throat> these little gas ones that people were running, they, yeah. they everybody knew not to keep them inside.
0: Oh, those need to be, like, 10, 12 feet away minimum, and the exhaust point in the other way. Exactly, yeah. You know, it will, that stuff will creep into a window or up into the uh, soffit, through the soffit. And I
1: don't know if you ever, well, when you look at, like, tailgating, like LSU games, for instance, yeah. they require the RVs with generators to put this pipe. Yeah, in, the, and in exhaust. the tailpipe to go up, so that way it's not down yeah. and it goes into the air. Because
0: they're all right next to each other. That. Yeah. Well, that's why if you go to these <clears throat> RV parks, you know, they're X distance apart right. to park their thing to make sure your exhaust has a chance to diffuse before it goes anywhere. If you're going to run a generator, you know, if you're going to go park in an area where they don't have power run to it and you're going to run off your generators, you got to be that far apart. Yeah. Carbon monoxide is, is you know, it's... It's sneaky, is yeah, it what it is, and it, and it's actually you know it it doesn't dissipate as quickly as people think it does. Right. So there you go. All right. So let's get back to this uh, this class action lawsuit. Uh, again, I thought that a judge determined something was going to be class action. Somebody can
1: you got to apply for class certification,
0: and uh, so I mean there is is it is a this big, a term it, uh, they it, using? We're filing a class action suit. Right out of the bat, just calling it that? That's what they're saying? Yeah, and, I mean. they're
1: doing. They, they filed a
0: petition,
1: and uh, they're coining it as a class action, and they have class action language in the petition. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, the judge, it's up to the judge to decide whether or not it should be certified.
0: So the judge makes it. Right. Can a judge decide something should be class action without the attorneys asking for it?
1: Um, you, you, I mean, everyone I've been involved, with, you got to do a motion to certify a class. Um, I don't know, and right. go with laws and make sure you meet the um the requirements because there are requirements for the class for there are requirements to certify it as a class action.
0: So technically, he is not filing a class action lawsuit. He's filing a lawsuit, and in the terminology, so he's that's that's an court, incorrect head, headline. He's
1: asking of. the court to eventually certify it as a class action,
0: but he hasn't even crossed the first threshold yet.
1: Right. And look, some of these, <clears throat> we've had instances in the past um, where some of these class actions were merely a, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to put it the best way, were merely a publicity stunt
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and really never hit the ground. Um, one of them had to deal with, oh, the COVID stuff, you know, like the, all the restrictions for COVID, the mask mandates and everything else if you you know if you look at the Constitution, you look at the law, you look at the constitutional exemptions, uh, sorry, exceptions, um, especially with something like COVID, uh, you know you don't stand a chance at class action. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, it, it's, it, it, um, I don't think it's a publicity stunt, but who knows? Well, to- I don't
0: think it's a publicity stunt per se. I just think they're jumping the gun. They're filing a lawsuit on behalf of several people and they're using the term class action, where it's not a hundred percent. How many people? Only one person, can be a class action. What's yeah, the mean, judge going mean, to say? It is
1: one person, but you got to define. You got to define the class of people that you're suing on behalf. Well, of. Well, one
0: person is not a class of people. Which is
1: what? Well, no, it's not. But you see, they have to. Ha- they have to fit somewhere in this description. So, um, if this statement is representative of the, you know, what the class contains, then. Um, then they gotta meet that, you know, these, I guess, requirements or whatever okay. they
0: have. They're suing Entergy New Orleans. Right. The, the city council is now demanding studies about what went wrong, and they may wanna change some things around. And Intergy is now going, well, maybe what we'll do is is just merge Intergy New Orleans into Entergy Louisiana, which will take it out of the power of the city council and give it to the Public Service Commission. Or maybe we'll just sell it to somebody else, or let Cleco or somebody come in and do it. If they do that, what's that going to do to this lawsuit? It's not going to make it go away, but I bet no, you it'll, it, put, no, it'll, it, it'll football it down the road.
1: It won't, it wouldn't affect this lawsuit. Um, and at the same time, what it could do is if this thing, if this would ever go to a jury trial, mm-hmm. um, it could give the jurors, you know, this this impression that how we rule is not going to affect you know the outcome one way or the other because energy switched over to energy louisiana and
0: but then i mean it, it, if energy itself energy new orleans sells its business to somebody else and disbands itself where are you going to get the money from they're going to well, go to the parent they, company
1: if they liquidate whoever whoever is the member of the uh shareholder of energy new orleans or if they dissolve, at least <clears throat> whoever the owner is would would be liable for it, right? For the damages. Um, so
0: shareholders of Entergy New Orleans would be liable for damages for this if Entergy New Orleans decides to just merge with Energy Louisiana. Yeah. What happens to all those stockholders? Well,
1: if they do something called an assets, um, sorry, an asset sale only, where they keep the liabilities but sell off their assets. Um, and then what I call just shell the company. In other words, the company's just a shell. And yeah. It has a ton of debt but no no income or mm-hmm. nothing. And it's worth nothing, then you know, they could just say here Well hey, they're here's like a so shell.
0: in a sense in that sense they'd be declaring bankruptcy without declaring bankruptcy. They're officially worth nothing. Yeah. So you might win the lawsuit, but you're gonna win nothing.
1: Yeah, you win and, the battle but not the war.
0: And so and, and I mean that's that's you know, entirely legal.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had, like, I've sued doctors that did that to us, and we couldn't collect on it because there was nothing in the company, mm-hmm. in the LLC, and we couldn't go after them individually because, one, they didn't dissolve, and two, they didn't do anything outside of the scope of their employment, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. And I know people get pissed off and go, oh, my aunt died. Oh, I'm sorry. Here's your bill. Yeah. You know, thanks for yeah, wanting to yeah, I I mean, see it. Y'all messed up, <clears> and yet i am still got to pay the bill for it? Good luck.
1: Yeah, that's a different story. But um, it is, it is a different story. So, but it, it's but the yeah,
0: same vein of feeling of emotions that people are dealing with, and right now everybody emotions are high.
1: Yeah. So I mean, energy New Orleans could also be making that as a as a uh, some kind of leverage. What my opinion is, whenever you have a, you know, we had this Cox Energy, they're monopolies. Whenever you have a, mono, a monopoly, there's no obviously there's no competition. Um, and you have the issue of the monopoly can control it. There's no, there's nothing like competing prices. You're gonna pay more um, with a monopoly, and you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's not gonna be great. And like you said, you, they're not susceptible to the uh, the commission. So
0: very true. I don't know. It'd be interesting. How, I'm I'm going to have to call my friend Eric Scarmetta because if they move over, then he's on the public service commission since in his last term yeah but he's got like five years left in his term because he just won re-election but i mean i've had on air and off air conversations with him about the difference between you know energy louisiana energy new orleans he goes i got nothing to do with energy new orleans i got no say so over him so i don't care although he does have you know like Lambert Boisier is a good friends with him was on a public service commission, yeah. you know? I mean, it's like he's right there, so <clears throat> he kind of oversees it, but he still has no say-so about New Orleans whatsoever. Yeah, I, I
1: don't, you know, I guess that was the, the Energy New Orleans was done for a long time ago, and I'm sure... Energy
0: they, New Orleans was absorbed.
1: Was there, was Nopsy? Nopsy. there Was it
0: There was something before Nopsy, then there was Nopsy, and then Entergy kind of absorbed, you know, it kind of changed into Energy, which kind of absorbs him, because that, that helped, you know... Power lines coming in from the city and gas and like Huey Long brought you know natural gas into the city back in the, uh in the late twenties something mm-hmm. like well actually when he was when he was the railroad Commission, they called it railroad commission back then uh, but uh yeah that's that's the history that I'm aware of that it just it just evolved into Intergy New Orleans because New Orleans has always had a private company actually running the thing so now oh well we may have to have a public company and that's one of the things Intergy's talking about it goes. Good luck. Yeah. Go and, ahead with <clears> your bad self.
1: And I mean, look, I just want to make sure everybody's clear that I'm not... You're
0: saying, not involved in this suit.
1: I'm not involved in a suit, and I'm definitely not, you know, recommending somebody don't get involved. It's, it's your right to get involved in a lawsuit if you but want to. But
0: you should... This
1: is not legal advice.
0: No, but you should... <laughs> but, but I mean, look, you should be doing more than just reading what's in the paper. I mean, I've read couple of articles about this just so that we can talk about it on the, on this podcast but yeah this is not legal advice no other than here's some advice for you you know either get your own lawyer and pay for them and get some real legal advice or do a whole hell of a lot of research and see what's going on
1: yeah and so the other thing is this <clears throat> the damages from the families who have lost a freezer full of food to businesses who have been shuttered as a result of power loss and hard hit communities. Um, those losses should be covered by insurance. You know, unless the family doesn't have insurance, that's a different story, but the businesses, um, the businesses should have insurance for that. Um, it's a loss of income claim. Uh, so like a
0: trolley stop cafe closed for good. I just read that too. Well, but I mean, you know, that doesn't
1: mean anything. It's well, but I mean, you
0: know, they, they, between the pandemic and then the, yeah, that's Zeta, that's, that's and then this. But it's if like, they, I'm done. you know,
1: if they can identify how much money was lost in comparison, you know, during the time of the outage, in comparison to other months, and mm-hmm. it'd be kind of complicated, or actually, you know, I guess the calculation would be unique in determining what the usual amount is because of COVID. But um, yeah, they would have to be able to document that, and you would have a you'd have a claim on your insurance policy. So then the then the then the issue becomes. You know, if they've already been paid this money, they they, they can't get paid twice.
0: So they got no <clears throat> right to be in the lawsuit. Yeah,
1: and then the, I guess if the insurance company wanted to do it, they can do a subrogation suit. But I don't I don't see an insurance company wanting to partner up with a bunch of plaintiff attorneys. They have their own attorneys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. And you know that. Yeah.
0: Okay, so uh, running out of time here. If if somebody really uh, thinks that they would benefit from being a part of this not yet class action suit. Where can you do besides looking at the uh, pick a unit, channel four and channel eight? What can you do? I mean, I mean you can you- contact
1: the attorneys and, uh, or you can contact your own attorney and they can at least say, you know, I have, you know, my client would like to get involved. Um, and if you do that, it won't cost you extra. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it's not going to, it's not going it to tie into
0: the class action attorney is going to get paid if he wins the case.
1: The attorneys will, will do what's called a fee split as long as the attorney that you originally hire is actively involved in the case.
0: Okay. But it's not going to cost you anymore. They're going to.
1: All right. It doesn't cost the client anymore.
0: And so if they don't win, they they,
1: they, they split whatever fee is determined that, that can be assessed. And sometimes in these class actions, even though you sign a contract for, let's say, 30%, the judge may say, you know, attorney's fees equal 20%.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so you have that too.
0: So, and, and, then, sometimes, and then there's 10,000 people Yeah, and and they and get the 80% and 80% is 60 cents a And
1: piece. sometimes the attorney's fees are determined by the court as far as a set amount of attorney's mm-hmm. fees to where those contracts may not even be, you
0: know. Enforceable. Yeah. I got you. All right. Well, there you go. So the class action, that's, that's basically, uh, we got to wait and see what's going to happen, but you can't just file a class action suit. So they're filing. You got to certify
1: suit. it. You, you have language in there.
0: Yeah. So <clears throat> they're setting it up. Right. But it ain't class action suit yet.
1: It's not a true class action until it's certified as until they certify a class.
0: Okay. Well, I learned that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Well, that's uh, probably the last combination spudcast. Then uh, tell me what you really think podcasts covering this kind of crap. But anyway, so starting probably two weeks from now. What's today? Yeah. In a couple of weeks, uh, in October, yeah. we'll start doing. Yeah, we'll just start doing it regularly again. I gotta call my. I gotta call my guy, Doctor Julif, out in Hawaii because I haven't recorded with him. I do podcasts for him, like I do for you. Julif in Hawaii. Doctor Julif. Well, he's got. Julef. Tre- yeah, Doctor Randall Julif. He he's a, a heart surgeon, but he's now he just practices vein therapy in your legs. He's got a. He's got a clinic in. Uh, in Mandeville, and he's got one here, and in Metairie, and then he's got like five clinics in Hawaii, and he's always back and forth between them. His his uh his podcasts are called a leg up, because mm-hmm. that's what he deals with. It's it's venous insufficiency and other vein issues in your legs, and he's just stunned beyond belief when he looks at my legs, and finds out that actually my veins are in pretty good shape. Yeah, because I got splotchy legs and I got diabetes, but I ain't got no blockages. So there you go. Anyway. That's <laughs> good. So next time, uh, maybe you'll wear a different color shirt. Uh. <laughs>
1: Who knows? Who knows?
0: Yeah. Don't come in here with a muscle shirt. I, I don't want to see uh, it.
1: No, you don't have to worry about that. Never never wore those. Don't like them. But we'll never now wear You those. don't want to rip them like
0: the Hulk Hogan or none of that? shit. No. Uh. Okay. That's good enough. See you next time on Spudcast and Tell Me What You Really Think. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Had a good time. Let's find out what else Mike is thinking about next week on Tell Me What You Really Think.